Hello, I'm Erica Spray. Welcome to our ongoing podcast series, Voices of EA Research. I'm speaking with Dr. Katherine Iverson, a clinical psychologist and researcher in the Women's Health Division of the National Center for PTSD at the VA Boston Healthcare System. Her research focuses on women's health and trauma, particularly women veterans who have experienced intimate partner violence, or IPV. She's also interested in identifying women veterans who may have sustained a traumatic brain injury from a violent encounter with an intimate partner. Welcome, Dr. Iverson. Can you tell me about the presentation that you gave last December at the National Institutes of Health on intimate partner violence and traumatic brain injury in women veterans? I was so lucky to be invited to to speak about the issue of concussion and traumatic brain injury as a consequence of physical and sexual forms of intimate partner violence. And my work um, that I presented on and that I focus on here at VA, which was supported by my VA Health Services Research and Development uh, Career Development Award, focuses on women veterans who've experienced traumatic brain injury as a result of intimate partner violence. I had been finding in my clinical work that women are often um, strangled or choked by intimate partners during their assault. Hello, I'm Erica Spray. Welcome to our ongoing podcast series, Voices of EA Research. Speaking with Dr. Katherine Iverson, a clinical psychologist and researcher in the Women's Health Division of the National Center for PTSD at the VA Boston Healthcare System. Her research focuses on women's health and trauma, particularly women veterans who have experienced intimate partner violence or IPV. She's also interested in identifying women veterans who may have sustained a traumatic brain injury from a violent encounter with an intimate partner. Welcome, Dr. Iverson. Can you tell me about the presentation that you gave last December at the National Institutes of Health on intimate partner violence and traumatic brain injury in women veterans? I was so lucky to be invited to to speak about the issue of concussion and traumatic brain injury as a consequence of physical and sexual forms of intimate partner violence. And my work um, that I presented on and that I focus on here at VA, which was supported by my VA Health Services Research and Development uh, Career Development Award, focuses on women veterans who've experienced traumatic brain injury as a result of intimate partner violence. I had been finding in my clinical work that women are often um, strangled or choked by intimate partners during their assaults or they're badly um, punched to the head, face, or neck, or they might have their head bashed against a wall. And unfortunately, it often doesn't go detected by, by women or by the healthcare um, system mm-hmm. as being a cause of traumatic brain injury, but it's, it's actually quite prevalent among women who've experienced intimate partner violence. Do women experience traumatic brain injury differently than men? There is research to suggest that women may experience more severe symptoms following TBI. Um, In some of our work, I 
have done a couple studies in this area, we were able to look at um, OEF, OIF veterans who were evaluated for traumatic brain injury within the VA and found to have confirmed deployment-related TBI. And so we were able to compare the men and women on um, their health symptoms using the neurobehavioral symptom inventory as well as their psychiatric diagnoses from the medical records. Mm -hmm. And we, we did find, and this was published in Women's Health Issues in 2011, that across the board, women did report significantly more severe health symptoms than their male partners, including more severe cognitive symptoms, affective symptoms, vestibular symptoms, and somatosensory symptoms. And another thing that stood out was they were much more likely to have diagnoses of depression in particular, as well as PTSD with comorbid depression than their male counterparts. You know, one of the take-homes is sort of that although fewer women overall experience traumatic brain injury, you know, during deployment, um, that we need not, we need to be careful not to ignore these women or minimize um, what they've experienced because they actually, when they do experience traumatic brain injury, appear to have, to have a worse course. Is intimate partner violence more prevalent in women veterans than the general population? It's true that if there's data showing that women who have served in the military are at higher risk for intimate partner violence than women who haven't served in the military. Um, that was a study by Melissa Dichter that I'm happy to share with you. Mm -hmm. the, the reason for that is we, we just don't know why. I think there's probably a lot of reasons, and I think it's complicated. I mean, for one, um, I think women veterans may simply have more risk factors for intimate partner violence. So we know in general that having parents or witnesses that experience intimate partner violence or witnessing violence in the home or being a victim of childhood physical abuse or childhood sexual abuse puts you at higher risk for intimate partner violence later in life. Mm -hmm. And we also know that people who've had these kinds of adverse experiences in childhood are more likely to go into the military. Okay. You know, so that's, that's one potential explanation, though, you know, that hasn't been studied empirically. Um, and then there's issues related to, you know, the military and the training environment mm -hmm. and, you know, being trained in violence um, that may be playing a role in terms of conflict. Um, and also women veterans or women who have served in the military are more likely to partner with or marry other service members or veterans who are a population that are at higher risk for using intimate partner violence. It's like complicated. We're not really you know, sure why, why this is the case. Dr. Iverson, can you talk about the research that you are doing to promote a healthcare-based response to intimate partner violence? Part of, you know, what I do and sort of like in, in terms of my my research agenda is first been kind of understanding, 
you know, the scope of intimate partner violence. How often do we see it among our patient population? What types of intimate partner violence do we most often see? How does it impact their health? We know it impacts their health in many ways. Women who experience intimate partner violence are twice as likely to attempt suicide. They're much more likely to, to four times more likely to have diagnoses of PTSD and depression and to use alcohol perhaps as a way of coping with the intimate partner violence they experience. So we know that IPV is prevalent among this population. We know it's impacting their health. So the next question becomes, you know, is there something we can do as a healthcare system to, to tackle this issue? Mm-hmm. We know that women who experience IPV use a lot of health services. You know, they use a lot of primary care services, for example, higher at higher rates than women who haven't um, experienced intimate partner violence. So that becomes an important opportunity within primary care to possibly identify women who are experiencing intimate partner violence and connect them with health and social services that they may need. Because, you know, oftentimes the intimate partner violence is not what they're coming in for. Okay. Um, but it is impacting their health over time in many different ways. So we have an important opportunity, I think especially in VA, where we have integrated healthcare system with very accessible mental health and social work services. You know, I think we're in a really good position to safely and sensitively identify women who experience IPV. So asking them about these experiences, educating them, you know, just by asking, we're, we're educating them that this is an important health mm-hmm. issue for which help is available. And so if women feel ready to disclose, we can offer them additional services both within the VA and with our community partners. And so the VA has the Women's Health Services and the IPV Assistance Program Mm -hmm. who worked very closely with really important partners in the community such as um, the National Domestic Violence Hotline to have more resources available for um, male and female veterans who've experienced intimate partner violence. I want to thank Dr. Iverson for joining me on Voices of VA Research. I hope you have found it informative. America Spray, please tune in again. To learn more about the latest in VA research, go to research.va.gov.